right. So, looking at the kids, I'll never forget when I was a kid, there was something that I, I had a love-hate relationship, and, and that was the basement. Can I get an amen from anybody? Like a love-hate. Like in the daytime, man, I love the basement, right? In the daytime, it was where I played. My buddies and I went down. We had some like special places to hang out and just to be guys and hang out and have a good time, right? We had ping pong tables down there and stuff. I say ping pong tables. We had a ping pong table, right? We used it. But man, when all of a sudden it got dark at night, we all know it got a little scary. And that's why I never want to go down there. My parents, you know, parents, when they had their, when they had slaves, a.k.a. kids, a.k.a. me, because I was the only child, right? They would look at me and say, hey, Steve, we've been out of the basement at night. I'm like, what kind of parents are you, right? You're awful. And so in my mind, I'm like, no way, Jose, I'm not going to go into the basement. And then my first, but I knew I had to go because they're parents, right? And so, so I said, well, well, one of you go with me, which defeats the whole purpose for them, right? Of like, oh my gosh, right? And so sometimes I have to go down there by myself. And you know how it is. You go down and you feel vulnerable. Kids, do you under, like all kids understand this? Like when you're like, oh my gosh, the basement, <sighs> right? But then there'd be those times when, when one of the parents would go. Because you know when a parent goes down, everything changes because everybody knows like worldwide that when you go someplace scary with at least somebody else, it's not quite as scary. And when you go with a parent, it's really not scary at all, especially when you go with your dad. Like, listen, my dad, if y'all have not seen him, my dad's a little taller than me, six foot four. I'm five ten. I'm like a buck eighty wet. He's like two hundred and twenty. Right. We don't take it. It's OK. They can cry. It's no big deal. Right. But this whole idea thing. Right. It's like. So it's this, this idea of going to the basement, and, and when my dad would go, everything would change for me, wouldn't it? Like, I would go downstairs, and I would feel like I had my own S on my chest standing for Superman, right? You know what I'm talking about? Like, I would go down, and I would feel invincible. Whatever it was that scared me before, I'm like, bring it on, right? I mean, seriously, like, I would walk down, puff my chest, and i say, yo, look who's behind me, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was never scared. I felt invincible in the moment. It kind of reminds me of that movie from Narnia, the story of, of Prince Caspian. If you remember the story of Prince Caspian, in this moment, right, you see the very end of the story, and it comes, and the, this bad army is trying to cross the bridge, and you have the smallest person in the family, Lucy. Lucy's like this, well, she's like this, but she's still small than everybody, right? And so the army gets to look across the bridge and all they see is Lucy. And everyone's just really confused. They do back and forth from Lucy to the guy leading the charge on a horse, right? And he looks back and Lucy then pull, kind of pulls back the coat she has. She reaches down and she pulls out this dagger. Like, I mean, I'm not talking like a sword. I'm not talking even like it's a little bit of like, like knife opener type dagger. It's all it really is, right? And she does this. Everyone look at me. She goes like this, right? And gives the smirk of like, I don't know. I'm just going to pull the knife out and see what you do. And also he looks back confused and then he gets angry. And all of a sudden you can see him starting to rally the troops. And then what happens? All of a sudden he looks back and who's standing there? Aslan. And in the moment, you all of a sudden go, oh, my gosh, what's about to happen? Right? Because in the moment, you had Lucy about to go into the basement without a parent. And then all of a sudden, Aslan comes out, this fierce, like, lion, warrior, king, sitting there in the moment. And you're like, oh, bring it on. Right? That's what, And Lucy's, like, not afraid. Utmost confidence. 
because she has the warrior king as in the Lord's powerful, fierce lion standing beside her. And in the moment, right, the army begins to charge and then Aslan just lets out this massive roar and the whole earth shakes. You see, when I think about coming to Christmas and I think about the song that we so often sing, Come, O come, Emmanuel. I think about my dad in the basement. I think about Prince Caspian, and I think about Lucy and Aslan, because in the moment of both of these standing alone, they were not invincible. But in the story we find in Scripture, we find in Matthew 1, you can read on the screen, it says this. This is Linus's, right? An angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream to Joseph, son of David. Do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son. You're to give the name Jesus, because, listen, he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said to the prophet. The virgin will conceive, give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel which means God goes into the basement with you, right? Like God with us. Timothy said, our youth pastor said a couple weeks ago, it's not just God with us, but it's God in us, so intertwined into our being that wherever we go, right, God is with us. Aslan is with us. And so when we come to Christmas, we sing great songs. We have these great little, these children who come and do beautiful things. And we have a great time and go, this is so sweet. This is so great. And I look and go, it is in the beautiful piece of as we celebrate because the miraculous happened. God came in flesh in Jesus and said, you never have to go to the basement alone again. You never have to stand at the end of a bridge with the army breathing down your neck and stand there alone. Yeah, go ahead and pull out your dagger and just see what happens. Because the king of all kings, the great God, the fierce warrior king will come and he will stand not just beside you, but he will stand in you and he will be with you. And so in the moments that we come in Christmas, right, and all listen. I know, like you know, that when Christmas happens, the rest of life doesn't stop, does it? Like everything that was going on before Christmas and all the singing and all the carolers and the Hallmark Channel, right? That makes everything end perfectly in the end, right? It's like all of the stuff going on in life is still there. In the moment of all of that, in the midst of darkness with your family, with your children, with your job, with your finances... In your own mind and the tensions that you wrestle with and you feel like you're having to go to the basement alone every day. Jesus speaks and says, I am Emmanuel, God with you at Christmas. Behold, the light of the world has come into darkness. I have spoken. A great light has been seen and I am the great warrior king. See, as we come into Christmas. My question for you is very simple. In the midst of all the loudness, which you recognize, this is much more like Jesus' birth than anything else on Sunday mornings, right? I mean, it was a birth, guys. It was a little messy and it was a little loud. I'm just saying, okay? Just like this, Jesus spoke into the moment and says, I am God with you. 
John 3.16, for God forces, God loved the world so much that he gave his only son, whoever believes in him will not die, but live with him for eternity. And my question to you, do you know Jesus as the one at the end of the bridge with you? Do you know him as the one that goes into the darkness of your basement, whatever it is? Do you know him? Because that's why we have Christmas. He said, it's just not good for man to be alone. Let me go to them and be with them and love them and be in relationship with them for eternity. That's the message of Christmas for you. In the midst of all the exciting things going on tonight, will you go to bed tonight thinking about God with us and wake up tomorrow morning and go, Jesus, I can handle any basement because you're with me. Do you know him? Let me pray for us. Jesus, as we come back into a time of worship, Lord, as the band comes this morning or this evening, God, as we come into this Christmas season to celebrate what happens tomorrow, I pray, Jesus, that you would awaken us tonight, God, to the truth of the light of Jesus, that you would awaken us to the reality and the truth of God with us, Emmanuel. God, I pray that you would speak life into every part of our being. And I pray, Jesus, tonight that people would begin to actually question, where am I with Jesus and what's going on? Have I ever made him Lord of my life? Have I ever asked him to come and live in my heart and take over everything in my life? Jesus, have I, have I actually come to Christmas with the ability to celebrate not just all the other stuff going on, but to really live in the reality that Jesus has come, not just for the world, yes, but he's come for me because I'm part of it. And I pray for those tonight, Jesus, maybe who don't know you in that way, that you would speak life into them. We pray this in your name. Amen. Amen. So you don't, you don't know this, but every year at Vintage, we do a year-end offering, and this year is no different. In fact, as you came in, there were some, there were some envelopes on your chair. Let me say this, this year-end offering is for those who consider Vintage home. And so tonight, we're going to have a time of taking up an offering, specifically because, honestly, real practically speaking, we don't meet again until the new year. But I recognize, and then we talk about that offerings in churches, honestly, have become synonymous with church. And it's been something abused in the context of church. So I'll take this moment to recognize as we come into an offering tonight, that at Vintage, we simply see it as part of our worship. It's no different than singing a song. It's no different than saying, Jesus, all that I have belongs to you. Our end offering this year, just in case you want to know, part of it is going towards land that we're in the process of purchasing because the word from God has been very clear. Plant your roots deep and change the community for my kingdom. It's beautiful. The second part of it is we're blessing those outside of our four walls. Faith Bridge is a foster care community that we're in partnership with. We have Shepherds Rest. And Cobb Street Ministries, they both work with at-risk women and children, those who specifically have suffered abuse. And they're taken out and put into safe places. So our year-end offering is going towards that. So if you came tonight ready to give your end offering, this is going to be your time. If you came tonight ready to give an offering, this is the time. If you came tonight saying, I hate when churches give money, ask for money, then please don't give anything. I don't want it to be a obstacle or a stumbling block for you. But we want to take this time tonight as we come into our end to worship God, this offering of what we have. So if you're on the seated on the very end of the left, pay attention. If you're on the left side of the row, there's a basket underneath you. Reach down 
just simply pass that down. You can put your offering in that tonight. And as you do, I'm going to pray for us. Just pass that down. You can put the offering in there. We'll pick it up after the service is over tonight. And so, Father, as we come into this moment of offering, just say, Jesus, have your way. God, I know offerings are always a little bit awkward, but they're not for you because you see them as worship. And I pray, Father, you would simply multiply his gifts for your kingdom purposes tonight. I praise you, Jesus, tonight that you're not weirded out by our children making noise. God, you're not weirded out, Lord, as we sing Silent Night in a few moments. God, you're, you're kind of always chuckle when we sing Silent Night because you know it wasn't silent. It was similar to this. A lot of commotion, a lot of things going on. But I praise you, Jesus, that really what you say in the moment of Silent Night is that, God, it's a silence in our own hearts and our minds with all the voices clamoring for attention. So, Jesus, we worship you. We bless you. And we say, Jesus, have your way. I'm going to invite you to stand as we come into the end of part of our service. So, kids, this is a time. If you're a child or someone with a child's heart and you have one of these, let's go ahead and take that and break it for me. And put it like this. Jesus says, I am the light of the world. And I love it that Jesus came, like in our story, he came at night, right? There was a great star. And I love that it speaks prophetically. All I mean by that is it just kind of speaks into the moment, this truth. That, hey, into darkness, the angels sang. Into the darkness, the magi saw the great star. Into the, into the darkness, this great light shone over Jesus, saying, this is the light of the world. And so tonight as we come and we hold these glow sticks, and listen, you can wave them. I want to make as much. I don't care. Do this as much as you want to. Parents, just let them do it. Go for it, man, right? Just go for it. Shake it, man. Woo, right? We're here tonight to recognize this is the light of the world. Not this exactly, but represents Jesus, Emmanuel, the one who goes into basements with you, the one who stands at the end of the bridge and says, I am the light in your darkness. I prepare a table before you so we can just sit down and banquet together and hang out and have fun in the presence of your enemies. Even when you walk the valley of the shadow of death, you shall fear no evil because I'm the light of the world. I go into basements with you. And so as we sing tonight, silent night, as we sing joy to the world, right, as we prepare to leave and to go and to, to, to prepare for the night, let's end singing these songs as an act of worship. Representing who Jesus is, the light in our world, the light in your world. Let's sing tonight and worship to him.